Hello, friends, and welcome to Definitely Storytime. I'm your host, Jamie, and if you're here, it is Definitely Storytime. I want to thank you for letting me read to you, and I also would like for you to settle in and get comfy, or do whatever it is you want to do while you listen to the sound of my voice. So do that, and we'll begin. We are reading Agatha Christie's The Secret Adversary. We are up to the final chapter, chapter 28. And I'm also going to read some of the other little bits at the end and the back of the book. Um, So stick around. This chapter is titled, And After. That was a mighty good toast, Jane, said Mr. Hersheimer as he and his cousin were being driven back in the Rolls-Royce to the Ritz. The one to the joint venture? No, the one to you. There isn't another girl in the world who could have carried it through as you did. You were just wonderful. Jane shook her head. I don't feel wonderful. At heart, I'm just tired and lonesome and longing for my own country. That brings me to something I wanted to say. I heard the ambassador telling you his wife hoped you would come to them at the embassy right away. That's good enough, but I've got another plan. Jane, I want you to marry me. Don't get scared and say no at once. You can't love me right away, of course, that's impossible. But I've loved you from the very moment I set eyes on your photo. And now I've seen you and I'm simply crazy about you. If you'll only marry me, I won't worry you any. You shall take your own time. Maybe you'll never come to love me, and if that's the case, I'll manage to set you free. But I want the right to look after you and take care of you. That's what I want, said the girl wistfully. Someone who will be good to me. Oh, you don't know how lonesome I feel. Sure thing I do. Then I guess that's all fixed up, and I'll see the Archbishop about a special license tomorrow morning. Oh, Julius! Well, I don't want to hustle you any, Jane, but there's no sense in waiting about. Don't be scared. I shan't expect you to love me all at once. But a small hand was slipped into his. I love you now, Julius, said Jane Finn. I loved you that first moment in the car when the bullet grazed your cheek. Five minutes later, Jane murmured softly. I don't know London very well, Julius, but is it such a very long way from the Savoy to the Ritz? It depends how you go, explained Julius unblushingly. We're going by way of Regent's Park. Oh, Julius, what will the chauffeur think? At the wages I pay him, he knows better than to do any independent thinking. Why, Jane, the only reason I had the supper at the Savoy was so that I could drive you home. I don't see how I was ever going to get hold of you alone. You and Tuppence have been sticking together like Siamese twins. I guess another day of it would have driven me and Beresford stark raving mad. Oh, is he? 
Of course he is. Head over ears. I thought so, said Jane thoughtfully. Why? From all the things Tuppence didn't say. There you have me beat, said Mr. Hersheimer. But Jane only laughed. In the meantime, the young adventurers were sitting bolt upright, very stiff and ill at ease, in a taxi which, with a singular lack of originality, was also returning to the Ritz via Regent's Park. A terrible constraint seemed to have settled down between them. Without quite knowing what had happened, everything seemed changed. They were tongue-tied, paralyzed. All the old camaraderie was gone. Tuppence could think of nothing to say. Tommy was equally afflicted. They sat very straight and forebode to look at each other. At last, Tuppence made a desperate effort. Rather fun, wasn't it? Rather. Another silence. I like Julius, essayed Tuppence again. Tommy was suddenly galvanized into life. You're not going to marry him, do you hear? He said, dictatorially. I forbid it. Oh, said Tuppence meekly. Absolutely. You understand? He doesn't want to marry me. He really only asked me out of kindness. That's not very likely scoffed Tommy. It's quite true. He's head over ears in love with Jane. I expect he's proposing to her now. She'll do for him nicely, said Tommy condescendingly. Don't you think she is the most lovely creature you've ever seen? Oh, I dare say. But I suppose you prefer Sterlingworth said Tuppence demurely. I, oh, dash it all, Tuppence, you know! I like your uncle, Tommy, said Tuppence hastily, creating a diversion. By the way, what are you going to do? Accept Mr. Carter's offer of a government job or accept Julius's invitation and take a richly remunerated post in America on his ranch? I shall stick to the old ship, I think though it's awfully good of Hersheimer, but I feel you'd be more at home in London. I don't see where I come in. I do, said Tommy positively. Tuppence stole a glance at him sideways. There's the money, too, she observed thoughtfully. What money? We're going to get a check each. Mr. Carter told me so. Did you ask how much? inquired Tommy sarcastically. Yes, said Tuppence triumphantly, but I shan't tell you. Tuppence, you are the limit! 
It has been fun, hasn't it, Tommy? I do hope we shall have lots more adventures. You're insatiable, Tuppence. I've had quite enough adventures for the present. Well, shopping is almost as good, said Tuppence dreamily. Think of buying old furniture and bright carpets and futurist silk curtains and a polished dining table and a divan with lots of cushions. Hold hard, said Tommy. What's all this for? Possibly a house, but I think a flat. Who's flat? You think I mind saying it, but I don't in the least. Ours, so there. You darling, cried Tommy, his arms tightly around her. I was determined to make you say it. I owe you something for the relentless way you've squashed me whenever I've tried to be sentimental. Tuppence raised her face to his. The taxi proceeded on its course round the north side of Regent's Park. You haven't really proposed now, pointed out Tuppence. Not what our grandmothers would call a proposal, but after listening to a rotten one like Julius's, I'm inclined to let you off. You won't be able to get out of marrying me, so don't you think it. What fun it will be, responded Tuppence. Marriage is called all sorts of things, a haven and a refuge and a crowning glory and a state of bondage and lots more. But do you know what I think it is? What? A sport. And a damned good sport, too, said Tommy. The end. It even says the end on the paper, if you want to know. Well, that's our story. That is it. That is all she wrote. Apart from a very small piece in the back, titled, About the Author. It reads... Agatha Christie, the great mystery story writer, was born in England. Since the publication of her first mystery in 1922, she has written over 60 books. She is one of the few writers of detective and mystery fiction whose books consistently appear on bestseller lists. In addition to her fiction, she has also written successful plays, including Witness for the Prosecution, and many of her books and plays have been made into movies. The very back cover of the book reads, Can you match wits with the best? Agatha Christie, universally hailed as the genius of the novel of deduction, leads her young detectives and readers up a garden path of harrowing scrapes and puzzling clues. The trail to the solution is plainly marked for those who can recognize the signs. Then there is a line across to separate the next bit of text that reads, Who is the secret adversary? Prudence Cowley and Tommy Beresford, an engaging team of amateur sleuths, endeavor to solve a perilous problem of murder. And that's it. That's all we've got. 
I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. I hope you enjoyed listening um, or even following along if you have your own copy. That would be lovely. Um, or not, you know, how, how, however you like to do this, you do it. That's fine. Um, well, we've come to the end of it. I am still trying to decide on the next story. Um, I'm considering Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, I'm also considering Jane Eyre or a Jane Austen tale. I like Mansfield Park. Um, I mean, I like almost all of them, really. But Mansfield Park is nice, too. Uh, And that one doesn't get a lot of attention. But I think it should, maybe. So uh, there might be a poll with this episode. I'll work it out. But I hope you enjoyed and um, stay tuned for the next book that we are going to get to. I also plan on having a little holiday special um, in addition. So you can look forward to that as well. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time. I want to thank Anchor for being here, for being free and providing very simple, useful, and straightforward tools to get my podcast up and running. They automatically upload my episodes to Anchor and to Spotify, and give me the power to share to other platforms of my choosing. Anchor has me feeling confident and empowered to share my voice. You may want to consider Anchor if you have a voice that you would like to share. Thank you.